the painful truth about protesting pensioners. Well, welcome to Mark and Pete. Here's a thought. Not so retiring. If you mention the extension of a pension to the French, you will experience jostling and jeering and jolting with dissension and tension as fists clench. Then the French are simply revolting. Yes, yes, the streets of true. France are ablaze once again, and this is in protest to Macron's raising of the pension age. More than a million people have taken to the streets across France, simply are in again uh, an action against this measure to try and push the pension age further. Now, the demonstrations were sparked by this legislation, raising the retirement age from the age of 62 to 64. Now, many unions have claimed that this is not great. In fact, what we've even had to see is, yes, even King Charles III has had to cancel his state visit to the country. Dear, oh dear. Well, Macron looks to have egg on his face. Or does he? Is he actually right to do this? There's times now where people are living longer. They're earning more. And perhaps this is the time where the French need to get real. Well, it's not just the French. Many other European countries are also up in arms at the concept of actually increasing retirement age. Clergyman Pete, I ask you, what do you think about the revolting French? And more importantly, what do you think about government pensions? Well, I can understand the French uh leaving Macron with earth on his visage because he has tried to introduce um, a change uh, quite suddenly. And I, I think uh, there was a whole, I believe, there was a whole revolution about that in the United States about changing mm. taxation. Yes. No taxation without representation. Yeah. And talking about Macron in particular, he was sort of foisted upon them. He came out of nowhere, supported by mystery backers uh, with no real uh, political background to become president. It's all very suspicious that he's president in the first place. And there he is uh, putting into place policies which are not popular, and yet right. he remains in place. So I understand the the specific French case that here he is doing something that directly affects us because if you have your the age at which you can take your pension delayed uh, that it's effectively costing you if you've been planning you know you've budgeted for that to happen um, but apart aside from the financial costs it's costing you your peace of mind or your plans for the future will be changed but I imagine the outrage is because it's been foisted on someone for whom most people think, well, I didn't vote for him or um, I did, but um, I was tricked into it because yeah. of uh, all the clever marketing. And so I think that um, and expensive marketing. So I think that that's that, that specific case. But pensions in general, well, I think the state pension just isn't a good idea. I mean, uh, when, when it was introduced in Britain, uh, I know that it, it was uh, the adult uh, uh, the, not the adult age, the age, the, the male age, rather, for pension, for starting to get receive the, receive the pension was 65, and for women it was 60. But at that time, it was think, thought that you wouldn't live for much longer after that. Right. Uh, whereas the 
the age has got longer and longer. So it wasn't like you were meant to have a long retirement. It was for people who were really reaching the end of their life just to make the end of their lives comfortable. So not that many people would claim it. It's just got out of hand. It was it was one of these nice ideas um, that in in practice turned out to be unworkable. Well, I think to that point here, you're right. It's the model, isn't it? I think that for many years to your your idea that if you reached a certain age in your dotage, you completed your working career, this was to supplement, you know, your your pension life. Now, many people, you know, even the past, present and in the future will have their own private savings. But in today's world, With the cost of living, many people just don't have that. And of course, the other side to it is that in the broad welfare state principle, uh, the idea that, uh, you know, you are living longer, you're putting more burden on other um, services like the healthcare services and many others, the state can only afford so much. Now, here's my take on this. Um, I do think that there's a time to to rethink the model. And I also think that um, there should be uh, some better mechanism in thinking about how do you plan to really look after yourself later in life. And I don't have a problem with the principle of a state contribution. But what I do have the problem with is when the state constantly shifts the goalposts, to your point. Now, if we take our generation, I was told very much at school that the state pension would cover you for everything that you needed in your state life. Of course, we laugh at it today because, of course, that's just never practical. And I know that the money is that uh, we'll talk about this in terms of what you would might actually receive as a single person or as a married couple, etc. But basically, it doesn't even cover um, the general cost of living. What you do need is you do need some other form of income. Now, what I would say with this is, is that the governments, as well as businesses, need to think a little bit more carefully about how do they retain people in their 50s and their 60s and possibly even beyond that. Because at the moment, what we've often seen, and if you look statistically, that most of the people who were of a certain generation start to plan their retirement age when they reach their 60s. They may not necessarily retire at 60, but they're thinking about it and winding down. Challenge is that those people could live for another 30 and even 40 years without even contributing. Now, clergyman Pete, before we go on to our thoughts about what mechanisms could be put in place, let me ask you, um, first of all, I think you've already declared, what is the minimum state pension age for the United Kingdom? In your knowledge, what would you Uh, say it is? uh, um, Well, uh, I thought that at the moment it was 67 it's 66, depending on the age that you are at. Oh, okay. What is it in Germany? Um, uh, well, I, well, I'm going to say it's. Uh, uh, I'm going to say it's uh, slightly more. I'm going to say 68. No. Now, of course, <laughs> I'm sorry to have to say that um, our methodical. <laughs> And well calculated Germans, it's 65.6 years. Of course. I, I what <laughs> what is it in Italy? Yeah. Now, Italians, yes. um, 
Well, <laughs> I think I think they're going to be actually. It's, it's going to be sixty-five. It's going to just stuck at sixty-five. No, no, it's sixty-seven. Now the funny All thing right. here is, as we already have declared that France currently is sixty-two. But even ironically, as Macron intends to lift it to sixty-four, it's below the likes of Spain and Belgium at 65. Now, I think that you're going to see something, folks, here. Now, here's a prediction for you. I think all of those countries over the next five to 10 years will be increasing them towards the late 60s. And I think that they'll soon, not far away, be a 70-year threshold. And again, let's, let's come back to this point about the model. You know, for many people, a pension should be something that is calculated, scalable and flexible. So my point is this, folks, if you are contributing, like in the United Kingdom, to a state pension, the money that you put into that fund, which is a form of a national insurance contribution in the United Kingdom, but essentially it's a tax, puts away money for you so that if you've contributed enough years, so I think in the United Kingdom it's 35 years worth of tax contributions, you will then reach a threshold where you will be able yeah. to, at some point, get to a pension age. But here's my point. At all that point, you cannot, until you reach that age, take that money and put it somewhere else, meaning that that fund, if you like you can with other pensions, private pensions, where you could shift yes. funds and put it elsewhere. Now, here's my thought. What if we could actually have more flexibility? Not that you change it every day, every week, every month. But the point being is, why can't we start to think about it in a much more flexible way and ha have it managed in that way? Because let's be honest, as I come back to, my generation was told, I remember very clearly, that you could live off the pension age, off the pension contribution. That cannot be the case today. And so you're already reaching, they're already into the journey of the promise of the contract, dare I say. Yes. So close your yep. feet, I'll ask you, what else do you think that should be done when it comes to a new generation, a new model for pensions? Well, look, I mean, I think the problem is that it's the wrong model. You know, I was talking about uh, uh, ditching it altogether. But if you're going to do that, all right, then... Uh, you should at least make it what it pretends to be. Yeah. I mean, national insurance, supposedly money is going in, as you were saying, it, 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 that happens. Money is going in and then you take that money out to your retirement. It's investor, you take that money out to your retirement. That isn't actually what happens, of course. The, it's a theoretical paperwork exercise. Uh, in fact, what happens is the money you receive comes from current taxpayers. Oh. Uh, it's it's a... It's not really that you invest the money and then that's how much money you get. They just check whether you've paid a full year's worth of, of, of contributions or not. And uh, that, that and then that goes towards it, depending on what they set, what they're setting the state pension as uh, at the moment. But the money itself, in any in any case, doesn't come from the contributions you put in. It doesn't get stored anyway. It's not ring fenced money hmm. is what I'm saying. Uh, the money you get comes from current taxpayers. So you are dependent on them being able to cover it. Hmm. So if there's a complete financial meltdown, you're not getting your pension. And I, I, I think if you change it such that you were actually paying into a fund that, like you do in, in a private pension, and that money is then invested, it, and but the money can't go anywhere else, hmm. then that then I would say, yeah, that would be a, a change for the better because you would then have more assurance that you're actually going to get the money.
Yeah. But, uh, but however, I do think that the better way to go forward is just to be honest with the fact that it's really unaffordable. And that's why they're putting having to put up the uh, pension age each time. Um, and I, I don't see a problem with uh, it putting up to a really high age and just having it simpler that you can retire due to ill health, which could be due to old age, mm-hmm. to just to slimline the system. Oh, I can't work anymore because uh, I'm just too decrepit, such as yourself, Mark. Well, uh, of but, course. But uh, yes. really, uh, really allowing, allowing people to get to such an age when they're not likely to live that long, 80, whatever it is, uh, because that's what's why 65 was chosen in the first place. I think we've drifted away from... Uh, what it was meant to be, which was like a safety net. If you if you didn't have children who could look after you, you didn't have any private uh, pension arrangements, then the state would at least look after you. And that's why I think the problem. I think if we aren't hard-headed about these things and make these tough decisions, then we're going to end up uh, ru- ruining the country. I think we put our government in place to make those difficult decisions. But well, in practice... <laughs> They then get voted out of office. So it's a, it, it's a real. I know. It, I realise it's tough, but that's the decision that should be taken. I mean, from a biblical point of view, uh, the uh, retirement isn't really envisaged as such, uh, in that it doesn't Im- it doesn't imagine the state getting involved. It imagines your family looking after you, and uh, specifically your children are going to look after you in your dotage. Now, I know that society has so much changed that uh, that's that's not the way things happen these days. But just to, just as you know, we're drawing to the end of this episode, uh, uh, I would say that that's something, if you talk about the whole flow of history, let's try and get back to a point where families uh, are able to take care of each other. And you can do that with how you handle inheritance law, uh, with the amount of tax you pay to the national government being reduced and that sort of thing. But that would be a long term aspirational aim. Uh, What I would say in terms of sorting it, uh, what can you do to change things now is ring fence the money. One thing. And uh, second uh, thing is, yeah, put up the age, because uh, uh, if you allow for people to retire due to ill health because they can't work anymore, then there shouldn't be a problem. What do you think? Well, I agree. And I definitely think the model needs to happen. And to the point of politicians, this is a big lesson yet again, which is somebody's now going to have to make some harsh decisions, partly because of the, we're already seeing, as you say, the, the meltdown of certain financial banks, institutes, etc., uh, organizations that uh, are quite crucial to pensions, uh, private pensions in particular. And state pensions is one thing, but we, as we've said, don't cover your full means. Um, But private pensions are so subject to wars, technology companies and energy companies going um, peaks and troughs of profitability, etc. And it's very difficult for, for people to plan. I think the model needs to be rethought. And now is the time where I think that um, we need to have a different um, approach to, to the way pensions work. I yes. do agree with one thing, which is that subject to health, which can affect anybody, doesn't matter whether we're talking about people typically who tend to be of a more mature age, because that's what we've talked about. But that's not always the case, ironically, for those who perhaps suffer illnesses at a younger age. So they still clearly need to to be catered for. But I agree with the principle of, of family. I think that's very important. But I also think that society needs to change its view. And here's the thing from my side 
from a business perspective. Businesses need to think about how do they retain talent at a mature age, encourage talent to not only help those who are coming into industries, so you effectively knowledge transfer. Because quite simply, if I take a recent example that was brought to light, the government, that's the United Kingdom government, was trying to encourage people back um, from those who basically left the, the workforce in their 50s. The reason, politicians, that those people in their 50s were not in, in uh, working arrangements was because they'd been kicked out. And so the point here is, is that uh, once you throw somebody on a scrappy, it's very difficult to get back in again. So the mechanisms of training shouldn't be just at the one end, at those who are coming into industry. It should be throughout the entire process. And for those who do go beyond 65, 66, 67 of a pension age at the moment, whichever country you're in, should have the right to continue to work because they can contribute a great deal. So the model all round culturally and legally and from a point of process and planning definitely needs to be rethought. I'd be interested to know what our listeners think. Yes, let us know. Go to markandpete.com. Just make sure you're subscribed. You can comment on this and every episode. So do let us know what you think. As Mark just said, we're going to retire from this episode for now. Catch you next time. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.